Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Oh, hi. It's snowing right now. I mean, legit snowing. Come on. We had some weather. snow this morning, too. Get over yourself, weather. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, we are talking about self-compassion today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly have no weather compassion. No. But self-compassion, I am in search of oh, good. today. I was actually, I was reading your notes as I was preparing for this show and feeling like, oh, yes, good. I get to confront some things today. Yes, That's you do. Great. That's just terrific. You are going to be part of this. Um, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, and, and I think, you know, as always, if it's a skill I, I haven't yet learned, it's not for lack of trying over the last, you know, 12 years we've been doing this show, 13 years, something like that. And, um, and it's, it's possibly one of the most important, uh, skill we can learn for ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, ADHD. So, uh, here we go. Before we dig in though, head over to Take Control ADHD, get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list and we will send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest at Take Control ADHD. But to really connect with us, jump into our Discord community. Super easy to get into the general community chat channel. Just visit, visit TakeControlADHD.com slash Discord, and you will be whisked over to the general invitation page and log in. If you're looking for a little bit more, particularly if the show has ever touched you or helped you understand your relationship with ADHD in a new way, we invite you to support the show directly through Patreon. Patreon is listener-supported podcasting. With just a few dollars a month, you can help guarantee that we continue to grow the show, add new features, and invest more heavily in our community. Visit patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. Thank you, members, for your support. Um, How's the tax thing going? (laughs) Oh, taxes aren't going well. (laughs) No, the tax study hall is going great. Uh, We had our first one this last weekend, and uh, I... I'm not sure on Saturday because I wasn't the one hosting it. Melissa was hosting it on um, on Saturday. On Sunday, though, we had some people show up and it was great. And I actually got my office cleaned, which is a step closer to getting my taxes done. Because now that the office is clean, um, now I feel like I can really dig in, you know, next weekend. It's a process. Okay. It's a okay. process. It is. It's a process. And we're offering it's it to all Patreon members. Yeah. Ugh. So now's the time if you right. haven't been thinking or if you've been thinking about joining Patreon and have it yet, this might be something that might, you know, encourage you to do it. Get some help. Let taxes push you over the edge. Right, right. Well, all right. Any other news? Do we have any other news to share with folks? Not right now. And let's get in to self-compassion. All right, Nikki, this is actually a kickoff to a whole series, a whole series of self-compassion. A whole series. I'm so excited. This is a good one. Oh, my goodness. All right. So where did this come from? You know, it came from a couple of different uh, avenues, but essentially, I'm going to say it came from a client that I was working with, and she and I were working on some coaching stuff, and then she was also working with a therapist around some self-compassion 
things. And she had shared a book with me that her therapist had actually recommended. And it's called the Mindful Self-Compassion Workbook, A Proven Way to Accept Yourself, Build Inner Strength, and Thrive. And, uh, you know, I've had the book, um, this isn't going to be any surprise. I've had the book for a while and have not dug into it. Like it's just sits on my desk. And, yeah. uh, but then when we decided to do this, uh, when we decided to do this series, I thought, well, what a great way to kick it off before we get our guests to come on and talk about their takes on self-compassion, uh, to dig into this book with you a little bit, Pete. I'm looking forward to it. I, I should say uh, I have not read the book um, and I, I have submitted my hold on the book through Libby and I am on a wait. So I will probably get the book well after we finish this series. That's okay. That's my, that's my current run with uh, Libby. So um, I'm excited to learn what you have learned and uh, have you share um, these insights and yeah, poke me, I guess. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I titled this show why self-compassion is necessary when living with ADHD, because I think it is such an important subject, uh, because there is such a huge lack of self-compassion, um, with, with a lot of the people that, that I work with and have talked to and, and, uh, when something goes wrong, I will hear from my my clients that they immediately blame themselves. And I see this in the simplest thing. Like, for example, I may make a mistake and maybe I didn't send an email to a client. Um, I was going to send them a worksheet or something and I forgot to send it. They immediately think they didn't get it and got lost. Yeah. You know, or they'll think that... Um, they, I don't know, they, they, they put the blame on themselves and, uh, and it happens so quickly. Like it doesn't even, there's no yeah. pause. It's just immediately your fault and no yeah. grace and very harsh internal conversation and shame, um, around being, you know, I'm a bad person. You, you relate yeah. to that? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, like you say it as, as if it's like, I don't know. I don't want to say you're saying it as if it's a surprise, but I imagine people who don't have that experience think that that would be a surprise. Why are you so mean to yourself? Yes. But I don't, I, I don't, that's not a surprise to me. That's like 8 a.m. Monday morning. Let me find a, I, I it will take me, I'm a, I'm a, a bloodhound for like sniffing out reasons to be to, to be to hard be on mean. myself. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and I think that you, you have a good point. It isn't a surprise for our listeners because they're dealing with it every single day. Like this yeah. isn't something that, oh, I really made a mistake and I feel bad about like th these, these are things that you're feeling all the time every day that you're dealing with and battling yeah. with. And, right. um, and, and so, it, it is, it, it's tough. And I think that ADHDers are very hard on themselves. And then we have this RSD that kicks in and you can easily go down a very dark spiral. And uh, just to remind people what RSD is, it's the rejection sensitive sensitivity dysphoria. We had an excellent podcast with Dr. Dotson who explained this, uh, but essentially it's being very sensitive to what other people think or say about you. Uh, so any kind of feedback, whether it's, you know, constructive or not, you take it very personally. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the episodes of RSD can be really intense. 
but they do pass. So when we've talked about RSD in the, in the past, in our show, we talk about that they do pass, you will get through it. Um, I strongly believe that with self-compassion, you're going to get through it much quicker. And uh, that's why self-compassion is so critical for ADHDers, because it is a way to cope with RSD and limiting beliefs that you have about yourself. It's a healthy way that serves you uh, rather than, uh, you know, beating yourself up and continuing this path of shame. And, And it actually will do more for your motivation if you're supporting yourself versus beating yourself up. And I want to share an example from the TED Talk. Um, Okay. So the book... Like you want me to play a clip in the TED Talk of the TED Talk? uh, You don't have to. I'll just explain it because I have my own spin on it. Sure. So one of the authors, Kristen Neff, uh, has a TEDx talk and we'll, you know, put the the notes in the show or uh, the link to the show notes because it's really good. And she explains how the son comes home with an F and the parent responds with anger, right? Like, why, Mm -hmm. how did you do this? You should have done this. You can do better than this. I'm so ashamed of you. Like you're a bad person because you got this F. So Mm -hmm. the, the son, teenage son is already dealing with his own criticism and now he hears it from his parent. Right. So now it's Mm -hmm. like double downed because he feels like complete (laughs) poo-poo. And his motivation of doing anything different or better is pretty low because he's still beating beating himself up. Why try? Like I I'm gonna fail Mm -hmm. again. I just keep failing. So her example is now let's say that the parent responds with compassion. So now the parent is saying, I know this is disappointing. How can I help you? How can I support you right now? Mm -hmm. Oh, way different feel. Because now the son doesn't have to sit in his own shame. He can be disappointed because, yes, this is a feeling that's not going to go away. Like, you you know, it sucks that you got this Mm up. Like, that hurts. Mm -hmm. But with the support of the parent, he might now want to figure out what to do to get a different outcome in the future. He doesn't want to give up. Yeah, he wants to yeah. keep trying. I think I, I think where that where where that example strikes me, and where I find it difficult, and frankly, where I find it difficult to to sort of challenge that or, or push that muscle, even when dealing with my own son, right, right who, who lives with this stuff, right, is that it is so natural to live in this space of self. Of, of lack of self-compassion, of self-loathing, you know, of, of uh, like you are so convinced. It is so natural. It's effortless. That's really it. It is effortless to be hard on yourself, mm-hmm. right? It's very difficult. It is like a high-calorie burn uh, uh, struggle to be easy on yourself. And so that's what I'm looking for in, in not just in this discussion, but in this week is what is it that we can do to make it easier and more instinctive over time, like to build new habits that are positive towards self-compassion that actually help you break the calcification of, of you know, self-disrespect? Right. 
right? In the process. Does that make sense? It makes because a that's, lot that's of where sense. I'm stuck. Because what it is, Pete, it's practice. Yeah. So if you think of meditation, we, we think of meditation as a practice. It's something we're practicing. It's not something mm-hmm. that you just all of a sudden are an expert. I'm an expert meditator. Like we don't get that, right? right? I'm a professional meditator. Wouldn't that be fun to get paid to meditate? Um, mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but the, the, the point is that it's a practice. And this self-compassion is a practice. And so it is being, um, it's something that you want to start identifying and, and being more aware of when you're like, when you're beating yourself up and now what can I do to, to do something mm-hmm. differently? And we'll go more into this um, as we talk about the core elements of self-compassion. But I think what you're saying is, is it does make sense because it is a practice. It's not instinct. Mm-hmm. And it might never be. Yeah. You know, and and maybe when you're in the middle of the RSD uh, spiral and you're feeling those intense feelings, you know, you may not get to the point of, oh, maybe I should be a little nicer to myself, you know, until you get to that, until you get to that point yourself on your own. Like, we don't know what that yeah. looks like. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a, of course, a, a great point. And the the challenge is, um, you know, you, you want to put, you want to build the muscle so that it, it expands and contracts before the RSD. So you recognize when you're going into, um, you know, either RSD or self-loathing or whatever, so that you, you, you can catch it. You can put the tools in place immediately before, because once you're in a down cycle, Mm -hmm. it's, very difficult to see that you're in a down cycle. You just feel bad, right? right? And 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 so I think that's the that's the real trick. Once you have practiced so diligently to recognize your faults more clearly than your gifts, then it it becomes you become blind to your gifts in a down cycle. Right. And then depression and anxiety yeah. and all right. of these things that, you know, hold us back. It's not a, it's right. not a healthy place, right? It's a, it's a, it's right. an icky place. It doesn't feel good. So we yeah. want, and, and it's like, we're we, like, there are so many words. I'm struggling for words because there are so many words for it. Right. Like, and the words that I live with, ADHD, anxiety, depression, like those are the things, those are the, the words that describe this, but it could be any one of them at any given time. Absolutely. That, Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and if you're not recognizing, if you can't see it, if you're blind to it, then how do you even know how to talk about right. it? Right. Right. Yeah. So in the book, the definition of, of self-compassion, uh, they say that self-compassion involves treating yourself the way you would treat a friend who is having a hard time. Even if your friend blew it or is feeling inadequate or is just f- facing a tough challenge. Self-compassion is a practice in which we learn to be a good friend to ourselves when we need it most, to become an inner ally rather than an inner enemy. Yes. So, Pete, yeah. do this you is, treat yourself yeah. the way you would treat a friend? No. 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 I'm a, uh, pardon my French, I'm a, I'm a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very challenging. I I think that is that is a, a really challenging thing. And we've talked about that. I mean, we've talked about that that phrase on the show before, right? You you've got to treat yourself as you would treat a, a dear friend, and uh, uh, I 
<laughs> I think that is the, like, this is the thing that I know cognitively, of course, I know I need to be kinder to myself. Mm -hmm. But when I'm alone in this office, and I feel like I'm missing a, uh, you know, missing a deadline or not able to produce creative work to the standard that I've set myself, then it's really, it, it's incredibly challenging mm -hmm. to sit back and say, Oh, right, I need to, I need to be gentle, right? I need to be gentle with myself. That, that's and we're going to practice this because I have more. some scenarios here oh, that no. we're going to practice. But before I get to the scenarios, I want to I talk about the three core elements to self-compassion. And again, this is all coming from the book, the Mindful Self-Compassion Workbook. Uh, mm -hmm. But they go on to explain that there's these three core elements. And the first one is self-kindness. So rather than being critical when making a mistake, we are supportive and encouraging. Perfect example was the, the bringing home an F, right? Mm -hmm. uh, instead of attacking and berating ourselves, we offer ourselves warmth and unconditional acceptance. Big one there with ADHD, mm -hmm. because a big part of navigating ADHD is accepting that this is what's happening, that it's the ADHD and not you. You're not a bad person. Yeah. Right. Common humanity, a sense of human interconnectedness is central to self-compassion. All humans are flawed. We all fail. We make mistakes and experience hardship. Self-compassion honors the unavoidable fact that life entails suffering for everyone without exception. And okay. you're not isolated. Yeah. I, I have to comment on this one, and I know you have some more in this yes. group, but this is the one that jumps out at me because when I am in one of these, and I'll call them stealing from James Ochoa, uh, dear friend of the show, uh, the storm, um, it's not just that I'm treating myself poorly, it's that I have a script that I'm constantly fighting to rewrite. Every decade that I have been an adult that says, not only am I a bad person for not being able to deliver, I don't deserve goodness because of it, right? And I'm saying goodness is a big italics word that could mean anything. Like, of course, I'm not doing, I'm not doing well, therefore, I don't deserve success. Therefore, I don't deserve, like, what, I, I can't even conceive of a universe in which I would treat anyone else with that kind of language that I carry around in my right. head that I'm constantly beating back with a stick. So, And, and that's go. what we have to start really being aware of and challenging yeah. because it's not yeah. true. It's just simply not true. You may feel that way and the feelings are strong and they hurt. And we'll go into mindfulness mm -hmm. a, 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 in just a minute. That's the other uh, core element. But with the common humanity, I think with ADHD, this is really important in the respect of having community and having a space where other ADHDers can talk to each other uh, and get that they're not isolated. They're not alone. They're not the only one that may be struggling with getting to work on time or how right. hard it is to you know, work a calendar or to finish a project or a task. So I think that this is where that, that, um, the, the common humanity to me is about connection and community and knowing that you're not alone and that no one's perfect because this is the other thing that I see with ADHDers. It's very easy to compare yourself to other people, especially other oh, ADHDers. Yeah. 
Well, they look like they have it all together. And it's so interesting because I'll talk to clients and they'll say, well, it takes me so much longer to do this. And I'm like, but who are you comparing yourself to? Yeah. And then they probably the the latest YouTube channel on ADHD. They just feel like it's taking them longer. But there's actually no truth in that because they really don't have anybody else to compare to because no one else does their job exactly the way that they do their job. I guess it'd be different if you're in a factory and you guys have to have like so many, you know, things that have to go out and you have 10 things that go out and everybody else has 30. Maybe that's more factual, but Mm -hmm. life typically doesn't work that way. And so it's just something to also think about with, with how you're comparing yourself with others and, uh, you know, what, what's going on there now, mindfulness I think is really important too, because this involves being aware of moment to moment experiences in a clear and balanced manner. So what that means is it's important to self-compassion because we need to be able to turn toward and acknowledge when we're suffering, to be with our pain long enough to respond with care and kindness. And they go on to say that this is actually the very first step to take is to be present of your mindset to respond in a new way. So we need to be present to respond in a different way. And that's that awareness of this is what's happening. This is how I feel. I feel ashamed. Mm -hmm. I feel hurt. I am disappointed. I am frustrated. And then, you know, now how do we respond to that in more of a caring way versus a such a critical, harsh way. Yeah. So I don't want to just give you guys these three components and then say, okay, there you go. <laughs> Do something <laughs> with them. That's me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it might be helpful to talk about these three elements uh, with specific scenarios that um, are pretty common. I want to get what Pete would say is like kind of the typical ADHD response. And then I want to give you a different point of view that is more self-compassion uh, or c- compassionate. So you can kind of see the difference. Uh, are you ready, Pete? I think it's obvious I am not. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> I'm here with you. I'm here to support <laughs> you, Pete. See how nice that is? That was so it's nice. so nice. Okay. Case... Scenario A, you're late to work this morning, and when you get in, there is a message to go see your boss. You meet with your boss, and they tell you that you've been late too many times, and it sets a bad example to others in the office, and you need to be there on time. Kind of like a verbal warning of sorts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So you've got this information now. Pete leaves the office. What does Pete think? Well, Nikki, I think we've known each other long enough to for you to know about me that I'm kind of a nuclear response guy. And so in my head, the very first thing I'd probably do is start working on my resume. And because <laughs> you're going to go you're going to get fired. Yeah. Yeah, because what's the point? Like, okay, you know what? You have the data. I've been late too many times. I think we're done. I think we're done. I can't. There's no, I mean, the reality is it's just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. It's over. Mm -hmm. And I better, and this is it. This is the other thing that I do is it better damn well be on my terms, Mm, right? Yes. I know he has this, my boss has this on me that I've been late, but okay, I think, 
I think that I can regain some control, which I am sorely lacking in my life, by quitting the job. Mm -hmm. How'd I do? Was that that ADHD enough? (laughs) You went straight to quitting. That's right. That's right. So when I... When I was working on this response, I was really being very mindful about the self-kindness, the common humanity, and the mindfulness, right? Because I really wanted to give sure. the example of how to make this work. And I'm going to share with you the second version of my response. And then I want to share with you what my first version was and tell okay. you why I changed it. Okay, good. Okay. So instead of beating myself up, I am going to give myself grace. The last couple of months have been very stressful. We all make mistakes. And this is something that I know is hard for me. I feel anxious about the warning and just feel really bad about it. Okay. So the the self-kindness, right, comes in. Mm -hmm. Everybody makes mistakes. I know this is hard. Giving myself grace. And I feel anxious. Your anxiety is making you go get a new job. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I'm just stating the fact that I feel anxious about this warning because, of course, I think anybody would walk away thinking, oh, my God, my job is on the line. I think what you're saying is very, very normal. The very the, the first response I put in is I had all of this and then I started to talk about like going forward in in the sense of, I think I wrote something like, um, now that I have this information, you know, I'm going to think about how I can get to work on time or whatever. Like I was trying mm-hmm. to put this like action step around moving forward. Yeah. And then I deleted it because I thought, no, this isn't about... That's not the point. That's not the point. Yeah. yeah. So I just want people to see like, if that's where you go, like you might have to re-edit yourself. Because yeah. I did, because I, I really, and I did it with both both scenarios. I did it with this one and the next one that we're going to talk about where I almost was like, okay, here's how to, you know, make this better or how I'm going to learn from this. But that's not what this is about. This is just yeah. about self-compassion and giving yourself grace that yes, you've been late, but things have also been stressful for you and you recognize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay, case scenario B. Oh, this is a good okay. one. This may or may not have been a personal example. <laughs> I don't know. My I'm husband standing. is listening, maybe. You promised your spouse you would finish painting the bathroom. And it's been six months since you promised. And the two of you got into a fight about it today. Pete, what do you think? What's the, res- what's the ADHD response to that, you think? Well, now, if I'm, if I'm going with the example of my first case response, then we should probably just get a divorce right. and burn, <laughs> yes. burn the house. Or sell the house or something, timber. right? Like it's yeah. never going to get right, done. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll say what it actually is, is I would probably come up with all kinds of defenses for my inadequacy and then stop talking. And I would go Shut into down. a deep, deep funk and, and there would still be no action on the bathroom. Right. Uh, uh, or I, I guess the other side of it, which may or may not have happened in my own life, is um, I would uh, go <laughs> and become like alpha home guy and do a really crappy job of it. But I would paint it. Right? right. I would just get it done. See, you wanted it done. Now it's done. Right. 
right? It would it would be either or. But in doing that, I would do it. I would be triggered. I would do it until the job was done and I wouldn't eat or sleep. And I would probably poison myself with fumes because I wouldn't take basic precautions. And uh, it, that, you know, maybe that is the story of my master bedroom. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Okay. So again, keeping in mind the three components, self-kindness, self-kindness, <laughs> common humanity, and mindfulness. I know I keep meaning to get to it. It's important to me to get done. I understand the frustration because I feel it too. I honestly mm-hmm. am not doing it to make anyone mad. One of the challenges I have with ADHD is starting and finishing projects. I know I'm not alone in this because I've heard other people talk about it. I'm upset and I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Now, granted, that's a lot of words that may not be going into your head. I probably could edit that again. But I think that the point is that, yes, I'm feeling frustrated too. I get that why that would make someone mad. This is a challenge. It's an ADHD challenge. Like, let's say what Mm -hmm. it is. And, you know, you are, you're overwhelmed. You're upset. You're overwhelmed. I think the challenge with this scenario for me is it goes back to what we started talking about earlier on, which is uh, figuring out how to catch the storm immediately before it happens. Like in this case, it would be how do we approach this, this difficult subject before we get into a fight? And some of this deals with being in a clear communicative partnership. Yes. And and knowing that the you know if you don't live with ADHD like I you know a, approaching your partner and saying, "Hey, can we talk about the bathroom because like I I'd like to find some solutions to getting done before the fight starts, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the shame that'll trigger the fight, mm-hmm. right? It's that that shame triggers defensiveness, triggers claws out, right? Knives out, beaks bloody. Right. And I and and so I I want to try to to create a, a universe of understanding with my partner that they frankly need to handle. I need to be handled yes. a little bit. Yes. And the job will get done, but it requires a little bit of care and feeding. That's so true, Pete. And I have to tell you that this this scenario happened, but my husband and I did not fight about it. We actually did mm-hmm. not fight about it. He came to me feeling bad that it hasn't been done. I've been kind of And we of should also it. add though, like your husband is a former professional painter. Like, right. He has the skills, the capabilities. Totally. He, he absolutely, he's very good. He's very good at, at painting. At <laughs> yes. A thing that I am terrible at. And he likes like, it. it. He is, enjoys doing it. And he it. likes it. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. So. Uh, but, and, and he came to me feeling bad that it's been, you know, we have all these different colors, like the, the, You've painted swatches? Yeah. The- oh, yeah. We have swatches <laughs> and we have like the ceilings all painted, but no- nothing else. And um, but I don't I just. I guess it's like wallpaper now. It just never bothered me. So he was the one that came to me and said, I'm really yeah. sorry that I haven't done this. But I think yeah. you're very you're so right on. And this is going to go into kind of this relationship communication era. Right. That. um it is important when you understand that your spouse has ADHD or has, you know, some issues around executive functions, whatever that looks like. Like, I understand why it hasn't gotten finished. If I really wanted it finished, then 
this is what you were saying, Pete, then I could help him figure that out. Like we could focus on it and say, let's just focus on the bathroom this weekend. What do we need to do? Let's make it, you know, let's make a decision on the color. Let's get everything set up. Like I could help him with that. And if both spouses have ADHD, you guys can both help each other. I mean, ADHD doesn't look exactly the same in each person. It's different. And you guys have strengths and weaknesses. And so I think that it is a matter of um, having compassion for yourself, but also having compassion for your spouse who you know this is a struggle for. Same thing with our children. Like I know that my daughter has a really hard time cleaning her room. She doesn't know where to start. I have compassion for that. I want to help her so that she doesn't feel like she's alone. So I think that the self-compassion, if you can have it for yourself, it also flows into other people too, right? Like it can be a domino effect. Contagious. Yeah, it's contagious for sure. Um, Yeah, this was great. So takeaways from the audience that I want you guys to think about. um, First of all, get the book. I really think this is a great book. Uh, This is not a book for ADHD, but man, it could be written for one. I mean, it could be written for it for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think anybody, any human, whether you have ADHD or not, we're not perfect. We all have things that we beat ourselves up for. And the self-compassion workbook really helps us or help, has helped me see those things. And some of the exercises in the book are really good. Some great reflection questions. Um, but for people to walk away, yes, get the book. Identify uh, when something, when an RSD uh storm is happening, you know, you can, you know, you're in it when you're in it. Um, But pause and breathe. Because one of the things we also learned from James Ochoa, one of our great friends of the show, is how important it is to recenter your nervous system. So when you are beating yourself up, and you're in the shame spiral, we want to breathe, we want to practice those breathing techniques that he shared with us, and any that you might be aware of, because it does help stop that pattern and then ask yourself what would I say to a friend if they came to me in this situation and keep practicing that same compassion towards yourself yeah there you go what are we gonna how are we gonna, how are we gonna shape the rest of the series what do we have coming up well the next episode that I want to do is on a particular chapter in this book because it's all around shame mm-hmm. and uh, I do want to talk about that because I do, as we've said already today, shame is such a powerful and not useful feeling to have when you have ADHD. So we're going to highlight that. Um, But we're also going to have Dr. Sharon Celine on the show to talk to us about perfectionism. Also not a great self-compassionate strategy. And then we will also have Casey Dixon um, talking to us too about uh, her take on self-compassion and burnout and some of the things that she sees with her client. I love these people. I know. These are great people to have. Great. This will be really fun. Well, thank you, uh, everybody, for (laughs) slogging through the depths of my (laughs) lack of self-compassion on this show. Uh, This is is awesome. Thanks, uh, everybody, for downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate your time and your attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute to the conversation, we're heading over to the Show Talk channel in our Discord server, and you can join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the deluxe level or better. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm -hmm.